we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast, even though I wasn't on yesterday, where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm host of the show and owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your businesses off the ground, get your business paperwork together, get you legit, okay? Whether you need help with registering your business with the government, getting EIN numbers, contracts, brand protection, hiring employees properly, DUNS numbers, operating agreements, your girl got you. How do I got you? I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years in counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there's just some things, some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Um, if you would like to see how we can work together, the best way that you can do that is to go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you are going to find my free business launch cheat sheet that you can download. It is going to help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. You can also book a free 15 minute consultation at that link. You just have to look for the button. Um, and you will always also be able to subscribe to my YouTube channel where all the back episodes of this uh, live broadcast show are housed. Um, and if you can't watch, you can always listen. I also post the audio of this show on my podcast, um, The Business Of, that you can find on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, pretty much. Um, yes, so that is enough about me. Uh, now, what what is the show about? So NPL Legal Dish, if you are new, what we do is we pie di- district citizen. Hi, Tanya. Uh, what we do is we pull stories, or I pull stories from the news, um, stories from, you know, blogging sites, stories that you guys send to me sometimes, which I love. And I pick ones that I feel like have business concepts that we can learn and we talk about them. We talk about them. Okay. So I don't just tell you about them. We talk about them as a group. I'm going to ask for your opinions. I'm going to ask you some questions. So you guys got to pay attention. Okay. Most of y'all know the drill, but if we, I see some new faces in here today, so I want to make sure that we are all on the same page, okay? Hi, Shop Best on the Yard, my boo, you back? I have missed you. You haven't been in the live broadcast in a minute. All right, so we are going to get started, all right? Um, all right, If uh, but before we get started, I need to make sure everybody's ready. Hi, Key Craftique. If you ready, give me some readies in the comments. We got nine people on Instagram. I only want three, ten people on Instagram. I only want three ready, okay? Let me get some readies on Instagram. I'm going to try and get some readies on Facebook, but y'all seem to be a little shy these days. Let me get my readies, Facebook. Yes. Thank you for the ready, Phenomenal Chefs. Thank you for the ready, Shop Best on the Yard. Thank you for the ready, Key Craftique. Woohoo! We got our three readies. Thank you, T- um, Jada, for... Jada, you have to tell me how to pronounce your, I- your IG name, because I don't know how to. <laughs> Thank you, Busy Pete, for the we ready. All right, we ready to go. First story we are talking about. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the ready big chubs 23. Um, yesterday I asked a question in my stories. I asked everybody, um, in my stories if they had ever seen, let me know if you can see this. I know you can see this on, on Instagram. If you'd ever seen this symbol, uh, I don't know if you can, okay, you should be able to see it on Facebook. I asked you guys if you had ever seen this symbol, or you may have also seen it this way. It may have also looked like this. So I asked you guys if you saw these symbols, had, had you seen them anywhere? And 62% of you said you had seen it somewhere. Um, but when I asked you guys where you had seen it, no one responded. So with this audience that I have in here now, if you have seen this symbol somewhere, can you tell me where you saw it? And while you do that, I'm going to explain to you while, why I'm asking you about this symbol. No, they are not math symbols shot best on the yard. Uh, Keycraftique has not seen this symbol. Okay, so I guess the population who answered the question isn't the population that's in the live broadcast, and that is okay. So, this, uh, well, so it's not a ma massive, actually, you know what, shot best on the yard, you are kind of right. I apologize. So this symbol, you're right, it does, okay, that's me and me not being a math person. So yes, there are math symbols in here. Um, this symbol is actually a phrase based on a Bible verse, Romans 8.39. Y'all who grew up in the church, if you know what Romans 8.39 is, put it in the comments. Let me see if you know your verses. Um, <laughs> but basically, this symbol is an abbreviation for God is greater than the highs and lows. Um, and apparently it's something that's been making the rounds. Um, Nick Jonas, who is a musician, do we have any Nick Jonas fans in the house? Nick Jonas was seen with a tattoo of this symbol on his arm not too long ago. Um, and since then, there, you know, different people have been making shirts out of this symbol. So it is a um, it is a phrase that is related to uh to to having faith, okay? Um I'm, uh most likely a Judeo-Christian uh, Judeo-Christian faith, all right? You never seen that? Busy Peach, shot best on the yard, has never seen it. I never heard of it till this um till this case, but according to the poll, unless people were lying to me in the poll, 62% of people have seen this um this symbol. Okay? So um Nick Jonas had this had this symbol for God is greater than the highs and lows on his arm. And you know, people started making stuff. And there is a faith-based clothing brand called Elevated Faith. Um, they started making t-shirts of this symbol, you know, so people can wear. Hi, Miss Whitney. How are you? So Elevated Faith, they started making these God is greater than the highs and lows shirts, um, you know, and they were doing pretty good. Here's the problem. Um, these two guys named Jeremy and Joseph Gwindy, uh, I don't know who they are. They're just some random dudes. They filed a trademark for this phrase. And they're basically claiming that they own it. Hi, Nisi, sis. Um, now, they have not claimed that they created it, but they're claiming, they're, they're claiming ownership of it 
and um, they don't want anybody else to use it. So why am why am I bringing this case to you? I want you guys to let's discuss this. What type of claims would these brothers have on this mark? They didn't create it. It's something that has become a kind of social media phenomenon or, you know, a cultural phenomenon amongst the faith-based. So do we think that the Gwindy's trademark application is going to be accepted? How are they going to prove that they created this symbol? Because there's no evidence that they have. They're not anti-Mahogany Joy. They're not taking any comments. They're not um, answering any questions from the media. They're not taking any comments. They're not making any statements. This is like when that guy tried to, um, tr to trademark Big Trust from the Ravens. And he has nothing to do with the Ravens. So do you think that the Gwindies... Well, that's the thing. They've, they've only filed the application. They're trying to claim ownership of the phrase. So we're trying to th think about it amongst ourselves and the knowledge that we have of intellectual property and trademarks. What claim do these Gwindy brothers have over this symbol phrase? And I'll put it up once again so you guys can see it. Um... So what do we think the likelihood is of these Gwindy brothers getting their trademark application accepted for this phrase that they won't explain how they own it, right? Remember um, Cardi B. Cardi B, who made Okr like super famous, was denied um, trademark tra uh, trademark for, for Okr because it was shown that she didn't create it and it could be attributed to other people. Um Shop Best on the Yard said, if they're not already making money with it, they can't just sit on it, right? Shop Best on the Yard, it's not just sitting on it. There are already other people making shirts with this symbol, with this phrase. So it's not something that they created. Um, and, and no, they can't sit on it. If you can't just, you know, trademark it and say nobody else can use it. So if this phrase is already out, granted, it's not necessarily the entire population, but amongst the faith-based, apparently this is a very popular phrase. So if you're trying to trademark this phrase in an industry where this phrase is already common, what do you think the likelihood is? Busy Peach said there is a low likelihood. And I tend to agree with her. Um, you didn't create this, or at least you're not showing any proof that you created this. Other groups are using this. Other businesses are using this phrase to make money. You even have celebrities sporting this mark on their skin. So what is your claim to fame? Keycraftique said, like Kim K tried to do with the word saint. She did try to trademark, um, she did try to trademark, uh, I think all her kids, she, she trademarked their names. I know Northwest is trademarked, um, Saint West. I, I, I don't remember what happened with Saint, but I know that there was a whole kerfuffle with Psalm. She tried to trademark Psalm, um, and another mother opposed it and was like, my baby's already Psalm, so you can't call you, so you can't trademark the name Psalm. Either way, but, um, this phrase, God is greater than the highs and lows. These brothers are claiming ownership of it and they haven't seemed to show how they own it. So, why would the USPTO give you a trademark for something that you can't prove that you created or that you own? So 
I agree with Busy Peach. I think that there is a low likelihood that these brothers are going to get this trademark application accepted unless they can come up with some type of unique design. If you remember when we talked about that story um, where this church got their trademark um, canceled, they had two trademarks. There's a phrase called add a zero and they filed a trademark for just the phrase add a zero, add a zero as a phrase and then a very stylized version, high M for real, of add a zero. The US, someone challenged it. I think Adidas challenged it. I forget which company challenged it, but a company challenged their add a zero trademark and they got the phrase canceled. Now they didn't get the design one canceled. It had very specific colors and a layout that was, you know, very defined, but the actual generic phrase of add a zero was canceled. So unless these brothers have a very special stylized version of God is greater than the highs and lows, I agree with Busy Peach that there is a low likelihood that they're going to be able to claim uh, a trademark for this phrase. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with this. But if you guys see this phrase anywhere, if you guys see this phrase anywhere, Please take a picture of it and tag me in it. Um, I want to know where you see it. Because you might see it pop up now that you have been alerted to it. Okay? Uh, Mama got my water. <laughs> Alright. So we are moving on to the next story. But before we do that, I want to remind you that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where I teach pop culture and celebrity news. Where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show. Um, if you would like to advertise your business on the show, I do sell spots starting at $9. They are 30 second spots. Um, I get quite a viewing on Facebook and, uh, I have a, you know, a very loyal following on Instagram. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your girl is here, go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and click the advertise with us button. All right, let's move on to our next story. Is anybody here a fan of the Beatles? If you like the Beatles, give me a beetle. Is there a beetle emoji? Give me some type of bug emoji. If you're, if you like the Beatles or if you've heard of the Beatles, give me a, ideally a beetle emoji, but give me the closest emoji you can find to a beetle. All right. Um, and while you do that, I'm going to explain why we're talking about the Beatles. So if you don't know who the Beatles are, where you been? Uh, <laughs> but the Beatles are a band, uh, from the sixties. Um, they have many hits, many, many, many hits. Some of them were remade by my childhood favorites, boys to men. Um, they've met busy beach. Okay. You know, I can't blame you. I'm not necessarily a fan of the Beatles rendition of songs. I do like the covers that the R and B groups do, but I got to give it to the Beatles for having the songs in the first place. So Beatles are famous. People love them. They've been making money for years, making music, all this stuff. So of course, you know, the Beatles got to protect their, I, you listen to, the, okay. I love that key crafting. That's so cute. She gave me an eye emoji, an ear emoji, and a ladybug emoji. I listen to the Beatles. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. So, um, the Beatles, as bands, as groups are wont to do, they needed to protect their, you know, their rights and their assets and stuff. Oh, you heard of them? 
Oh, you've heard. Okay, close enough. King Tax Services gave me a Beatles. All right. So the Beatles started this company called Apple Core in 1968. It's not Apple like Apple technology. Apple Core, like Apple and then C-O-R-P-S. Um, and this company was in charge, uh, responsible for, you know, looking out for the Beatles' interests. Um, now, Apple Core was entering into a partnership with Sony for merchandising for Beatles paraphernalia. Um, and the Beatles, of course, they have trademarks. They have trademarks for the Beatles, Beatles, and there is also a trademark for Yellow Submarine, which is one of their more famous songs. Funny enough, though, the Be the Beatles only trademarked their name in 1993. The Beatles have been around since the 60s. Why did they wait so long? Um, either way, anyway, so... Beatles representative company, Apple Corps, them and Sony, they're like, okay, we're going to come out with some merch, AAA, and then they start designing the merch, and they're doing searches out there, and they find that there is a bunch of counterfeiters out there selling fake Beatles merchandise. So, what do we think the Beatles company did? What do we think that the Beatles company did? I want to see some answers. Come on. Well... Um, they do now because they got, they got the trademark in, in 1993 for, for Beatles and the Beatles. Um, so when, so when they enter into this, uh, agreement with Sony that they're going to make merchandise and they find these counterfeiters out here, what do you think they did? Not injunction, Jada. They sued them for trademark infringement, right? They did cease and desists. And they sued them for trademark infringement. Thank you. Y'all have been listening. Here's the thing. They had a court date. They filed a suit. They sued 77. 77. 77, y'all. 77 vendors who were selling fake Beatles merchandise online. They sued all of them. They sent them their subpoenas. They were supposed to show up in court. Guess what happened? Nobody showed up. Not one single person showed up in court. So guess what the court did? The court entered a default judgment in Apple Corps' favor. When I say default judgment, so if you have a court case and they call you to show up for your court case and you don't come, the other side automatically wins. And if they want something, the, um, the, the court will award like damages. The court will award them damages. So Apple Corps sued these 77 vendors. None of the 77 vendors showed up. So the court entered a default judgment of $1 million per vendor. So Apple Corps, this company that protects the Beatles interests out in the world received an award of $77 million for trademark infringement because these 77 counterfeiters didn't show up and each got a $1 million award against them. And why was the award so high? Because the judge wanted the award, um, wanted the damages to be high enough to deter anyone else from selling fake Beatles merchandise. So this is why trademarks are serious. This is why 
being out there in the world, particularly if you are a crafter, if you are making something and you are using someone's mark, you are putting yourself in danger because if they find out, they have the right to sue you. And if they win, you will owe them money. And depending on the company, that can be a lot of money. If you remember, we talked about the company that owns the Uggs trademark. There was a small uh, a shoe seller out in Australia. This man just owns one little store out in Australia. He was selling some shoes and calling them Uggs. And he got a half a million dollar uh, judgment against him for trademark infringement. How many of y'all have half a million dollars on hand to hand over to a company for trademark infringement. Hello, Pun Rage. So this story is a cautionary tale to you guys, especially you guys out here who have Etsy stores or store or are selling, you know, custom crafts. If you're using someone else's mark and you get caught, you can get into a lot of trouble and owe a lot of money. So it is to your advantage to be creative, be unique um, with with your with your creations. Don't go out here copying somebody else because it can cost you a lot of money. And it costs these counterfeiters a total of $77 million. One million each for each vendor selling fake Beatles merchandise, okay? So, we understand we're not selling no fake merch, all right? No copycatters over here. All right. So, we are going to move on to... Our last story, um, before we do that, I want to remind you guys, uh, where are we? We are like in mid-February right now, um, and this is around the time where people start falling off with their resolutions, and I'm here to remind you, you set a resolution for yourself in January. If you set a resolution to finally make that business legitimate, to finally get that business started, to get your stuff in order, it is never too late. Every day is a new day to start fresh. If you don't have the basics for your business, how can you call yourself a business owner? One of the very first things that you need is a social security number for your business, an EIN number. This is a very simple thing to get for your business to start yourself on the road to legitimacy. Now, an EIN number, actually getting the EIN number is a free service provided by the IRN. IRS, I should say IRN. However... Understanding how to fill out the EIN application is a little bit of a process. So if you don't have an EIN for your business, I have a, a, um, a tutorial, a video tutorial that is on sale right now for $29. It is only $29. I'm, I'm putting it on sale for the month of February because I want you guys to get all the steps in order for your business. So I want you to, you know, once you understand the parts that you need, I want you to be able to get it done. So if you need an EIN number for your business and you don't know how to do the application, I've got um, I've got a video tutorial on sale right now for $29. Go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and get your life, okay? All right, now we are moving on to our last story for the evening. And this is someone who has made several appearances on the show. Um, how many of you guys know about the streetwear brand called Off-White? That was created by Virgil Abloh. If you know what Off-White is, give me an O in the comments. You have to get your EIN, Keycraft Teak. 
Okay, Craftique, if you need, um, like a step-by-step -step tutorial to teach you how to do the EIN properly, you can go to the link in my bio and grab the EIN workshop for $29 while it's on sale now, because after this month, it's going up to, to $97, okay? Um, Phenomenal Chefs has heard of Off-White. Shop Best on the Yard gave me a, okay, okay, that was supposed to be an O. Shop Best on the Yard gave me an O. Busy Peach doesn't know what, what Off-White is. Busy Peach, Off-White is a streetwear brand. Um, they take everyday items and put quotation marks on them, apparently. I, I don't understand the, the, the obsession with it. Um, but they sell very expensive things, like, I looked up one of their belts. It, it looked like a measuring tape, and the belt was like, I want to say something like three hundred dollars. Whatever, it ain't my thing. It's for the young people. I ain't young, so it ain't my thing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the uh, the creator of Off White, he has been trying to trademark quotation marks for his. Uh, clothing line for the longest time. He makes all types of things, sneakers, um, hoodies, belts. Uh, yes. Um, I've, I've actually seen some of them on the street. Uh, I remember I saw a picture on Instagram one time and they had a picture of a sneaker. It was like, I want to say it was like a Nike sneaker and the Nike sneaker was like $95. And then it had the quotation marks on it that are kind of like off-white hallmark and the shoes were like 975. Yes, Key Crafty, seriously. They are serious about this. So Off-White has been, uh, they are able to sell clothes, very expensive clothes. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand the appeal, but it's just, I'm not their demographic, apparently. Anyway, so Off-White has been trying to trademark quotation marks for their items. So I saw uh, some boots that Off-White was selling and in quotation marks on the boots, it said for walking. I saw some sneakers that on, you know, kind of the sole, the side of the sole in quotation marks, it said like air something. Um, I forget. And they also have a bag that they're selling that's in quotation marks and is, so it's, it's a product bag. So they're trying to really make quotation. Keycraftique is laughing and I'm not, I'm not joking. This is, this is seriously serious. Go look up the off-white clothing brand and go look at what they do. They're also trying to trademark red zip ties on shoes. Okay. So, um, now when off-white submitted their trademark application for product bag, the USPTO said no because this bag, this product bag, you can't trademark something that it functions as. So I can't make a purse and then trademark purse for purses because it's in that industry. And basically what the USPTO says is you can't be out here selling a bag and then want to trademark the word bag for it. But Off-White is not giving up on this product bag trademark. Their argument is that using the quotation marks on their items serves as a source identifying function. So they're saying that when we use the quotation marks, people know that it is an off-white product. So we should be able to trademark it. Keycraftique said, so they're trying to get punctuation now. OMG, people doing too much. Hey, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out here. You got to make your mark somehow. So Off-White is trying to do it with quotation marks. So 
if Off-White's argument is that when people see quotation marks on items, they know that it's us, what do we think of that argument? Is that enough? For me, I'm not a streetwear person. The only be- reason I became aware of Off-White and this whole quotation thing is because I do this show. But otherwise, I would have never heard of Off-White and what they do. So for you guys, the average people, you're not you're not like, you know, business nerds like I am. If you saw an item, some type of clothing item, accessory item, and it had quotation marks on it, would you automatically associate that with a brand? What do you think? I'm not even going to say off-white. If you saw an item out there and it had words on it in quotation marks, would you think that that was a brand? Keycraftique said, no, I don't think it's enough. They can build their brand by making everything off-white like the name. Shop Best on the Yard said, that's the only reason I know about it too from this show. And Shop Best on the Yard said, no, she would not think, you know, see the quotation marks as an identifying source. Phenomenal Chef said no. Busy Peach said no clue. Wouldn't know it was theirs. All right, so we maybe we're not Off-White's demographic, but I think we have a pretty intelligent crew here that has their finger on the pulse. So if we as a group, for the most part, don't know about Off-White, what does does that say for the larger population? Um, Keycraftik said, I would think they are doing a quote or something. Okay, so we, we as a group here, we don't agree with the fact that these quotation marks are source identifying thing. Some people would see it and say they're, they're, they're making a quote. Other people just see it as, you know, words, words on an item. So what do we think is the probability of Off-White getting this trademark of quotation marks? Because they're not letting it go. Shop Best in the Yard said, I'm a writer, author, and quotation marks are punctuations, and that's what I would think automatically. Okay. So what do we think is the likelihood of of product bag or quotation marks product bag being accepted. Because Off-White is not letting this go. They have been arguing this for months. They've been going back and forth with the USPTO office. So that is another lesson that I want you to learn. If you ever file your trademark and you're denied initially, that doesn't mean that's the end of the road for you. You can always appeal an initial denial. Um, Busy Peach said, so if I use air quotes, are they going to sue me? They might, girl. They might. They might, because even if your trademark has not been accepted, if you have filed your trademark application, you have the right to defend your trademark. Now, if you lose, <laughs> busy PG making everybody laugh. Now, if you lose, you know, you don't have to drop them suits, but once you file a trademark application for a phrase and you're saying, this is mine, you have the right to defend it until you either get um, denied or accepted, Okay. All right. All right. So, um, we're going to take one last final poll. Those of you who think Off-White should be given the trademark application for quotation marks, give me a thumbs up. Those of you who think that Off-White needs to go on somewhere, give me a thumbs down. Hi, Chuchi34. I love that name. That's so cute. Chuchi. Um, so, yes. If you think Off-White should get the trademark uh, acceptance, Give me a thumbs up. If you think that they need to go back to the drawing board and find something more unique, give me a thumbs down. We got 10 people in here. I want some votes. I got one for for down. So go find something else to do. Two for down. Three for down. (laughs) 
Four for down. <laughs> Who else? Five for down. Y'all said go. Y'all do not like off white. Hi, Chicky Lorva. <laughs> Chuchi said no. Five, six, seven. Oh my goodness. Phenomenal chef said no. Eight. We almost have a universal no, y'all. Whoo. All right. So off white. If this was a jury, um, Chuchi thirty four said I do like off white though. Okay. Oh, so Chuchi, you know what? Hold on, y'all. Chuchi, uh, I think you came in in the perfect time in this conversation. So you're a person who likes off-white. We as a, as a general audience, we're not necessarily familiar with off-white. The only reason I'm familiar with off-white is because of this show and reading a lot of stories about Virgil Abloh. If you were out on the street, Chuchi34, and you saw an item that had quotation marks on it, would you automatically assume that that was an off-white product? Because off-white is trying to trademark quotation marks for their products, and the USPTO was saying nah. So if you, Chuchi, as a person who likes off-white, if you saw an item that someone was wearing out in the street, and that item had words on it in quotation marks, would you automatically assume that that was an off-white product? We're getting real-time info, y'all, from an off-white fan. You would? Okay, you would. But you still said no. Okay. So you would you would recognize it as an off-white item, but you still don't think that they should get the, the, the trademark acceptance? That's interesting. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Chuchi, because as, as a fan of off-white, you give us um, a more well-rounded perspective, and you still don't want them to get the trademark. <laughs> Um, all right, so good luck to Virgil Abloh, good luck to, uh, these counterfeiters who are gonna have to pay the Beatles $77 million as a collective, um, oh, oh, okay, sorry guys, we gotta turn back, Chuchi34 said, I didn't know what the issue was, now I know, so yes, they should, oh, Chuchi said they should get the, the get the trademark application, all right, so we got one for Off-White getting the trademark application. Shop Best on the Yard said, I make shirts and put quotations on them all the time. Well, they're not saying that people can't use quotation marks. They're saying in terms of identifying their 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 items. So it's not just the quotation marks themselves. It's the quotation marks and what's putting it. So they're trying to trademark quotation mark product bag for a bag. They're trying to trade, you know, it's going to be quotation marks and something inside it. So there are going to be several trademark applications. Um, <clears throat> Shop Best on the Yard said, maybe I should start charging off-white prices. Girl, somebody going to buy it, all right? <laughs> find, find your high-end audience. <laughs> I was just talking to um, my marketing coach today, and she was telling me about, you know, um, seeking out new avenues and new audience for, for the, for, um, you know, marketing my services. Um, Busy Peach said shop best on the yard. That was going to be my argument too. Um, yeah, it's not just a matter of using quotation marks by themselves. It's, it's there's has to be something in the quotation marks. Key Craftique said, nah, anybody can have a piece of clothing on with something in quotation marks and nobody would know the difference. Hmm. All right, so we have an opposing opinion. It's the battle of quotation marks, y'all. Who is going to win, Off-White or the USPTO? Um, Off-White seems to have some very, you know, determined and capable attorneys. So I'm interested to see 
how this turns out because this battle has been happening. It's been going on for months. Um, so we will have to wait and see what happens between Off-White and the USPTO. We have one person who is uh, for Off-White getting the trademark acceptance and pretty much everybody else said no. <laughs> so we're going to keep an eye on this and check back when they have an update for us. All right. Um, Keycraftique said I have to look at their website next. Hi, Mason1959. We're about to end. You're going to have to watch the replay, my dear. Um, but yeah, so those were the stories that I had for you guys. Um, I want to apologize for not being on yesterday. I had a last minute, um, event and also the story, the stories were kind of short. So we were just going to be on here. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to, you know, start Monday. I want, I wanted to start the week off with some good stories. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow with more stories. Um, make sure that you pick up the free business on Cheat Sheet. Make sure that you book your free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You can do all that at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. As well, if you want to advertise your story on the show, I mean, advertise your business on the show, I sell 30-second spots starting at $9. So you can go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, click the Advertise With Us button, and get your spot. And what you can do is you can either pop on live like Busy Peach did with us the other day. That was so fun. I hope to do that again. Or you can send me, um, you know, your script and I can read it on the show. Okay. Uh, yes. Thank you, Chuji34. I'm so happy you came into the the broadcast to give us another perspective. Um, so that is what I'm leaving y'all with. Have a good night. Um, I'm about to post these on the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you came in late, you can subscribe to my YouTube, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and watch the replay on there in about 10 minutes. Okay. So good night. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.